All right, all you snowboarders of the internet, we're here, we're live, we're taking your questions. Get them in the chat box wherever it appears on your device. I'm going to try to answer all your questions. Super chats. I'm going to try to answer all your questions. Let's see. Super chats do get a spin of the wheel. I don't know what that reverb was. That was weird. Um, but yeah, so super chats get a spin of the wheel. Hopefully you guys caught this week's top five. It's pretty important for you guys so that uh, you can get a better boot fit. Make sure your feet aren't getting too cold out there, whatnot like that. Uh, just to give everyone a heads up where we're at with like what's left of the 2022 reviews. I just finished Ride. I just finished Nidecker. Uh, I'll finish Nitro tomorrow or Monday, probably tomorrow though. Uh, and that'll be, I got to ride that uh, 176 Quiver Cannon. That's the last board I've got to ride uh, for the 2022 stuff. The 2023 stuff should be showing up. I actually just had an email with Karua, who have a demo at Powder Mountain in Utah, uh, the 15th and 16th. So that is Saturday, Sunday. So you should definitely try to take them up on that. Get out and test those if you're in Utah and you're at Powder Mountain or you can get to Powder Mountain because Powder Mountain's awesome. But yeah, so there's that. Uh, and that's that's kind of what we got going on here. Going to share some really funny ass emails probably. We'll see. We'll see what mood I'm feeling in. Also, I really want to plug this too. I, this just showed up today. So this is boards. Uh a brief history of the snowboard from snowboardmuseum.com. I think I think it was like 60 bucks to buy the book, I think, with shipping and everything because it comes from Europe. But uh, it's crazy. Like, you know, it's like like this page is GNU, LibTech. Uh, they go through the history of stuff. This one's crazy banana. But, yeah, for anyone that's like a super nerd on gear and tech and just loves history and whatnot, uh, this – I think is a really good thing. So, uh, you know, we've got the Sim Shannon Dunn Pro right there. But, yeah, this just came in today. So uh, snowboardmuseum.com. Definitely want to go check that out. I think also today we're going to do a little mailbag stuff because I got I got some packages as well as a shit ton of really crappy outerwear that just showed up. So we can hopefully start filming the shitty outerwear video because I'm going to tear that apart. I think the only thing I'm waiting on is some Chamonix and maybe some 686 or DC low end stuff so I can make it all comparative. But yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So um, I know we got a bunch of super chats that I need to catch up on. So we're going to bang those out really quick, dive into your questions. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and go from there. So the first super chat comes from letters spin for the win. need more storms in the Northwest. Yeah, we definitely need, we need more snow out West and it looks like it's going to drive for about another two weeks. So smash that like button, people. Hopefully we can get this going. Uh, we got Fruit Poop Loops with the uh, Slim for Spin. Oh, God, encouraging the Slim Whitman. Who's always there looking over my shoulder. Slim Whitman. Uh, drink your Zima. Randy would be proud. We have a super chat from Kevius Billy, which message was deleted by me because he was put in timeout for being a bad boy. Eat your muscle cheese, people. Eat your muscle cheese. Remember to eat your muscle cheese. That is a very important thing, eating muscle cheese. Uh, let's see. Got another one uh, from Fruit Poop Loops. How many days of riding until a board breaks in? 
So it's it's not even days. Like it's always going to be progressively breaking in the more you ride it. But uh, right out of the wrapper, I think what you really want to do is just grab the nose, put your foot on the tail, and just flex it till you hear the fiberglass crack in there. Then turn it around and do the reverse flex with your knee in the middle of the camber profile and flex it backwards. That'll crack it. Then you want to ride it. I mean, I think boards really start to break in at like 15 to 20 days. You start to notice that they they get like that comfortable feel to them. It's kind of just like a boot, but they're always progressively breaking in just like your snowboard boots. Watch out for toe side powder boners. And women in white pants. Okay. Where were we? I know we got another one. Uh, okay. We got Jerez. Add this to the hash to the quote, get David to buy a tanker fund. Hashtag cruise the blues. Yes. We will get our moderator to buy a rad air tanker 207. Or if we can find it a 210. Because a 210 centimeter snowboard would be funny. Fire cures all. Fire cures all. All right. Uh, let's see. I want to just catch up on these super chats and dive right into these questions, if at all possible. So hopefully everyone's cool with that. Uh, let's see. So the next super chat comes from Billy Ray Valentine. RIP L Stackers Adventures. RIP Rest in Peace. Sunlight on Cool Beans slash Career 64 Pencils slash Pokeball slash Tacos slash FM Light and Sun slash Malort slash P. That's a, that's a really weird one there. Ooh, congratulations. You win my unused toenail clippings. You'll be picking them up on Monday when you arrive to Colorado. Seriously, that's that's the prize on the wheel. My unused toenail clippings. Ugh. All right. We got... Okay, we got Austin Nelson. Your suggestion was perfect. The Zero Ride's amazing. Yeah, the Ride Zero is an awesome ASIM uh, tweet part board. I actually have it right here. So uh, with the slim, the slim wall in there, it grips well. Uh, this review will be coming out uh, probably next week. Or so I just got to film some stuff and then start editing. But yeah, we're, we're getting there. So All right. Well, Austin, you won yourself a small sticker pack. So email me info at angrysnowboarder.com with your mailing address. And I'll get that in the mail to you. And yeah. So for... Those that are new that don't understand, we got prizes on the wheel. We super chats get a spin of it. Sometimes it lands on next non super chat stuff like that. Kind of just keep the wheel back there. It's a fun thing that we can kind of throw in with this. And we're gonna just ramble on, take some questions and stuff. Uh, let's see. I've done a bunch of super chats, so let's take some regular questions right now. Um, okay. Let's see. All right. Well, let's see what we got here. Looking for some questions. All right. Um, okay. Um, 
Why am I not seeing anyone? Trying to find questions. Right. Uh, let's see. Okay, Alan Needle. Uh, party platter versus Psycho Candy. Which is a funner party board? More fun, fun, fun and inner. Uh, I actually haven't been on the Psycho Candy yet since they kind of revamped it, and made it a little bigger for guys. Uh, you know what? They're both probably party tastic and just as fun as you want them to be when you ride them. Okay. Narig. Uh, okay. Oh, God. I'm going to butcher your name there, Narig. Uh, Gazik Kahanian. Thoughts on the Battalion Thunderbolt? Also, that book looks sick. Uh, I need to ride the Thunderbolt. I should be getting next year's sometime next month, I think. I don't know. Uh, on there, it's supposed to just be a beefier version of the Thunder, so it should just be stiffer, which would give it more power. So if you find that it was just a little too soft, like the regular Thunder, the Thunderbolt should be a little stiffer, which will give it a little more power and drive. But unfortunately, I haven't been on it yet. Uh, let's see. Okay. This is just funny from Sea Story 333. My wife made us change our trip from Powder Mountain to freaking Breck. We will probably get divorced from arguing and lift lines. I mean, that's pretty factual. That's actually really factual. Oof. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, we got the Send It Syndicate. How's the Nitro dropout doing in a park situation and ride and switch? So the dropout from Nitro is actually, it's basically twin contact point to contact point. So it, it's kind of like the Jones Stratus. So when you're riding switch on it, you're really not going to notice it, except there's going to be this optical illusion to you that the nose is long, which would be your tail at that point would be is longer when it's not affecting your effective edge at all. The flex on that board is like a middle of the road park board flex. It it's probably closer to like, say uh, a T one with camber or from them or yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, probably about the T one would be the equivalent. Cause it's definitely not like as stiff as a beast. Uh, it might be closer to like maybe an optisim, but yeah. For a park board, once you get over the stigma of it doesn't look like a twin tip, absolutely amazing. Like it, it's a board that can handle that situation. Oof, lose a turn. We almost got white snow pants. Uh, okay. Oh, this is a good one. Good question from Adam Kanowski. Hey, Avren, is that Super Happy Death Machine brand just cheap crap with good marketing? No, it's a good brand with good marketing. So Super Happy Death Machine is Dave Tran, who used to own uh, Monument Snowboards. And so it's it's just a side project. It's not his main hustle because he actually works in D.C. Um, I'm not I think he works in IT for the government or something like that. But uh, Dave's always had a hand in snowboarding. Great dude. Uh, great little brand that 
people are just overlooking. Like he and I've kind of talked and he's like, you want one? And I was like, I don't know if it would really help your sales or not. And your boards are so limited. So for you to like send one to me and ride it, and then you've got to sell it used, you'd lose some sales, but uh super happy. Yeah. So super happy death machine. They're made by GP 87. They're good boards. They got good graphics. I mean, that's kind of their thing is like the art side of snowboarding. That was like what Dave was doing with monument. So, uh, yeah, good, good brand, solid brand. Don't worry about those. Okay. Where were we? Uh, let's see. We got a super chat from Turk Loco. I woke up this morning to one of your live streams when COVID started and you were offering to send people food. Nobody would do that. You're solid. Uh, yeah. When everyone was kind of freaking out way back in the day, um, two years ago, <laughs> uh, I basically said that if people were struggling, couldn't afford food and stuff, uh, I would Instacart them $50 worth of groceries. They didn't get a choice of what they got. They would be learning how to cook. So I hoped that they could find good recipes, which they had the time to, but yeah, um, no one ever took me up on that. Surprisingly. Um, I did end up paying like four or five people I know's rent and giving them some money to live while they were waiting for their unemployment and stuff. Um, but yeah, no one ever, no one ever took me up on that. I don't know if it was just like they were ashamed or just people were doing better than we thought, but, uh, yeah. Um, surprising that that one never, that one never really took off. We tried though. We, we tried. Remember to Ollie slow signs, Ollie slow signs. Okay. We got Brandon Tasher, the man who won the limited edition Marhar Lumberjack on Black Friday. And he wants to spin for Mr. Whitman. Good old Slimothy Whitman. Fire cures all. Also, funny story. So yesterday I'm at Copper and I'm parking in the flyer lot because I bought a parking pass so I can literally park next to the chairlift because it saves me so much time. So it's worth it. So, right. So I buy the parking pass. I've pulled in. I got the very last spot. I'm like tying my boots up, got my back car pulls up. Hey, 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 are you leaving? And I like look over at him. I was like, does it look like I'm leaving? I'm putting my shit on and shutting my tailgate. And the guy goes, well, if we were on the Hill, you'd see that I had an, I have an orange vest that says I'm a blind skier. How's that make you feel? And without skipping a beat, I look at him and I go, well, just because you're blind doesn't mean your driver is, and they told you to ask me if I'm leaving. So what the fuck is their problem? Where are they? Fuck. You got the blind driving the blind around over there? What? Like, come on, people. I mean, this is like, you can fucking see. I, it, I mean, it's 10 in the morning. I'm not leaving. Just got here. So, yeah. Anyways, thought that thought that was kind of funny. So I figured I'd share that with you. <sighs> Okay, Thor, Longo and Natural Selection rejoiced. Yeah, and Danny Davis too, uh, plus uh, Spencer O'Brien. There's a whole bunch of new people coming into Natural Selection this year, and it's going to be fucking killer. That contest, I'm looking more forward to that contest than the fucking Olympics. I actually honestly forgot it was an Olympic year until someone told me the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, it is an Olympic year. Like. So yeah, natural selection. Cannot wait to talk about that. Cannot wait to watch it. It's going to be amazing. What do we got? What do we got? 
Ooh, next on Super Chat gets a spin. Let's find a question. Okay, Scott Jarvis. Are the K2 instrument and Rome Ravine Select similar? Also, do they overlap the Yes, the Y, and Brian Aguchi Pro? So, no, they're not similar. The Select is stiffer than the instrument, noticeably stiffer. The Select would be closer to the excavator. The regular Ravine would be more in line with the instrument. Now, when you want to go into the Y and the Brian Aguchi Pro, the Y is kind of in its own world over there. Uh, comparatively, the, the Gucci Pro would be closer to the instrument and the Ravine Select. Probably closer to the Ravine Select than the instrument. The instrument will be torsionally a lot softer than it. But uh, if you're really looking for like one of those schmedium or medium volume shifted boards for powder free ride with a little freestyle flare in it, pretty much all of those can handle it. But the way I'd look at it, it would be Ravine Select. Then it would be a Gucci Pro, or yeah, Gucci Pro and instrument are kind of tied, and then the Y would be like off in its own realm. So, yeah, anyways, you won yourself a spin, so let's give it to you. Remember to Ollie those slow signs, Ollie those slow signs. All right, yellow backpack guy, how's Slim's kid? Probably crying, it's Slim's kid. Think about that. It's scary. And remember to subscribe, people. All right. We got Jonathan Basilius. I fell down the carving rabbit hole, and I've started to look at hard booters with envy. Please talk some sense into me before it's too late. Why don't you just go get some fucking skis at that point? I'm fucking facing straight down the goddamn hill. No. Dude. Here's what you're going to do. You want to go into the carving rabbit hole? Go watch Yearning for Turning. That's the Karua video series. Then Slice and Dice from Nidecker. Then I want you to take your lanyard with your season pass on it. And give yourself 10 lashings while you sail, say, five hail slims. You need to repent for your sins. Blasphemer. You're going to ollie a slow sign on a regular snowboard, too. That's your penance. Okay. Ooh, this is a good one from Patrick. What's the best, most fun ASIM board for riding resort and park? It comes down to what flex you want. But there are multiple options, and I actually am working on a top five for this. But if you want a little more jibby but still has pop, the ride zero. If you want a little more precision and power out of it, then you go up to the bench warmer from it. It's a little stiffer version. The side cut, you can rail it a little bit harder. I like the GNU Rider's Choice C3 as well. It's got good power that side cut grips, plus you get magnet traction. The Capita Assimilator is also another great option. I love that board. It's basically an asymmetrical DOA, although it rides better in my opinion than the DOA. But yeah, those are four boards that you should be looking at right now. So, okay. This is a good one too from David Fritzen. Uh, heading to Colorado, Utah, and I desperately need better goggles. Anything under 150 you'd recommend? So here's the cool thing about like mainstream company goggles. You can find them on closeout on just about any website, even on Amazon. Uh, what I like is... 
like variety uh not verizon uh <laughs> fucking dragon uh the vfx uh the pc vx and uh and the pfx or whatever they're calling it and the nfx they usually come with two lenses in there you can find them between 150 200 for inline current product but you can find a last year's model usually for around a hundred bucks sometimes even lower than that and that's what I would do is I would just look for something that's like a last year's one. You can usually pick them up. So Smith, uh, Oakley, Von Zipper, Giro, Dragon, Anon, they're all super, super solid ones. But yeah, when you hunt around and actually look for deals and you're not looking for like the current model ones, that's solid. And depending where you're going in Colorado, like if you're coming to Breckenridge, always swing into Sun Logic on Main Street and just see if they've got anything on closeout. Because they usually do. And I mean, they're just a goggle sunglass shop. And you can probably find yourself a great screaming deal in there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely want to check that out. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we got one from Matthew Evely. How is Copper's Peace Park this year? Might shell out for a day ticket. It's not done. Uh, the Peace Park side. So, the snow feature side on the left is not done and it's tilled, but it hasn't been pushed into anything. It's been sitting there for about four days now. I don't know if they're going to finish it this weekend or what, but on the right side, like the way you go in, it's a double offset jump with a roller in the middle. Then you've got like this step over hip with a wall ride on the side, kind of ass, a lot of wasted space. Then you got a double jump line, then a bunch of boxes. And then after the double jump line, there's a giant quarter pipe and that if you bank it right, you can go down and there's a, a pill tube. There's actually a log jam that's actually a natural feature. I don't think the park crew really wanted it that way, but they pushed enough snow that you can actually pull jam it. Uh, then you've got like an offset quarter pipe section, and then it's just a bunch more rails and stuff. So there's really not much going on right now. Central Park doesn't even have that many snow features. They just it's, it's like Fat Tube Central right now, which has been really fun. I've been riding park the last three days. <clears throat> and uh which for being 39 that's a fucking lot of park but my 5050s are on point as are my tail presses those presses not so much gotta get those back um but yeah uh, right now would not be the time to cough up for a ticket so okay well, let's see Carl Bryson, when you get a warning flag at an Icon Resort, is it for all resorts or just the one you were on? It goes on your pass. So they actually have a back-end system that they can see, and so it'll bring it up. So, yeah. Uh. Okay. Zane Pringle, what is a good quality pair of pants I should consider and buying? I had a crappy pair of Columbia pants, and they lasted three days on the mountain. I'm a bigger guy, 6'1", 280, 40-inch. Ooh, that's a big boy. That is a big boy, 40-inch uh, waist. Um, So what you're really going to be looking for is to try to get away from Columbia makes, they do have some high-end shit, but most of it's crap. I would say like looking for a 40 inch waist, you're going to be limited on brands. I think Volcom makes a bigger cut. Uh, Burton does, Ride does. Um, 
686 does to an extent, but I don't know if they go that big. But what you're really going to be looking for is you should see if it's got double or triple stitch seams. That's the big thing. So like when you're actually looking at the seam, if it's just a single stitch, that's going to blow. If it's double stitch, it's usually like if you grab two sides of it and pull, you can feel that it gets taut in there. And if it's triple stitch, it's even better in there. And then sometimes they do like the offset seam with the cross hatch in between. So it's like got the X's. That's what you want to be looking at for quality is that as well as you want a material that's slightly thick, but it doesn't feel like it would be cheap tent canvas. If you get my drift, you know, something that's just been caked and water resistant stuff. Um, that's really where you want to be uh, when you're looking at that stuff. So some of those brands that I mentioned, you're going to want to try before you buy and see, but you should be definitely avoiding like your dope, your Montec, your no bad day, a uh, bunch of these other crappy ass Amazon brands. And since we're here, let's uh let's just open a let's open this bag from dope that I ordered. Fucking most expensive shitty pairs of pants I had to fucking order too for this video I've got coming out for you guys. So like, let's see. Ugh. All right. Oh, what did they give me here? Oh, look, a return shipping label if I want to send this crap back. Shoemakersville, Pennsylvania. Wow, that's their return area. Oh, Ooh, they sent me a thank you card. Thank you for shopping with us. We hope you're super stoked about your new gear. If it's not quite what you expect, you can always return unused gear back to us for free. Blah, 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 blah. We kill monkeys and burn the ozone. What? Oh, Jesus. Monkey killers. Uh, yeah, anyways. So... I can already see single stitch seams on these. That's the funny thing. Like, I can already see the single stitch seams. That's just too fucking funny. All right. So you can't really see it here, but so this single stitch, single stitch, that's going to blow the fuck right out. It's not even folded in. So you've actually got this lip that it can catch on. You actually want to have that folded in. What country of origin are these made in? Let's see here. Ooh, partially plant-based fiber. Yeah, okay. Country of origin, country of origin. Where is it? Made in China. All right, so these are supposed to be like a 34 waist and that looks really tiny. Uh, let's see, what else? Ooh, what kind of zippers uh, did they? Let's see. Oh, they didn't spring for YKK zippers. They're CCC. Oh, no. Those just say dope. Is that what they say? I guess. I don't know what the fuck that is. But... Yeah, just bent the zipper. So that's pretty. Oh, my God. This is their pocket. Like, this is fucking, like, look at this. Like, like that pocket, not that big. That's fucking tiny. Anyways, uh, cargo pocket. Okay, so here's where you can actually see if they did a quality stitch on the seam. So you want to pull these out and look at it. So it's single stitched, and it's definitely machined to hand sewn. But, God. It feels like old bonfire material from, like, 2005. Let's check the gator. 
This is always a good one to see because this is usually where they screw up because they can hide it. So more single stitch seams. Elastic isn't too bad, but yeah. Anyways, I'll be doing a whole big thing on those and stuff. But yeah, you want to avoid those. Let's see what this box has. Yeah, I ordered like $800 worth of crappy ass Amazon outerwear. Uh, let's see, what are these? Oh yeah, lovely. Stuff for my dog to chew on and pop later. Okay, what? Uh, this company's called Tesla. T-S-L-A. Let's, uh, let's see what these are like. Ooh, they're padded, they're insulated. That's gonna be fun when I take a seam ripper and look at it. Okay, ooh, ah, double stitched seams though. Double, yep, and they glued these. So these are, the pockets are single stitch. And these have beefier zipper pockets, but holy crap, these are tiny ass little pockets. Let's see. Oh, no loop. So what you want when you see pants with snaps, you always want to see one with a loop in there because then it locks it. So it just snaps, you know, when your gut's in the wind, just pops open. Uh, where were these made? Indonesia. So these might actually be uh, higher quality. Indonesia tends to have uh, better manufacturing than China right now for stuff. So let's see. You got the wear spot on the back of the pant leg too. And this is actually double stitched. So this... These might actually be better quality. I think I paid like $60 for these. But we'll see once I once I really dive into them. But they are insulated, which is crazy. Like, I don't remember them saying they're insulated. But they're supposed to be 15 15 pay. All right, what else we got over here? Because it's Uncle Angry's mailbag today. Got another one over here. Ooh, what do you got? Uh, which one is this? Amazon Essentials. So Amazon is actually making their own outerwear now under their Essentials line. Oh, God, these are cheap. I think I paid $35 for these. But let's see. So that is really cheap Velcro for the side attachment. Single stitch. Single stitch even in the reinforced areas. And, but they did tuck it in. So they did tuck the seam in, which is good. And they're YKK zippers. So that's actually a higher quality zipper. So that's surprising. But yeah, I'm gonna do a whole video on this stuff. And these are probably made in Vietnam. Vietnam's another one that actually makes really good quality stuff. But the material, I don't think these are going to be that waterproof when I test them. So, and these are definitely going to go up in flames when I do the heat gun test on them because, well, let's be real. How many people stand around a fire pit at some point trying to get warm? They're probably going to go up in flames. I mean, if you've never seen anyone set themselves on fire at a ski resort, like fire pit, you haven't lived. I, I have seen everything, snowboard boots, snowboards, pants, jackets, the odd unitard. So Anyways, yeah, so there's that one. 
what else did we get in here? Ooh, hard land apparel, hard land apparel. This actually came in a better reusable bag. Look at this, this is nice. Better packaging. Oh, they're insulated. Oh, let's see. YKK zippers. So there's that. Uh, we've got single and double stitch seams with tucked. And let's see. And they're insulated. But country of origin. Where we got? What do we got? What do we got? China. 100% polyester. Phil. Shell. 92% polyester. 8% spandex. Oh, yeah, no, that's got some give to it. So these might be harder to blow a seam on. All right, what else we got over here? Yeah, you guys weren't expecting this in the live stream today. Okay, which one we got here? Oh, 686. I needed to do some quality control, so I did order real pants. So this is just their shell pan. I think this was like... 89 or 90 bucks might have been a hundred but uh i just wanted to do this for a test but here's the thing so the main seam double stitched right through there that's the big thing that you can see there are single stitch seams but they go single into a double so it makes sense you've got your uh 686 i do believe does use ykk zippers so you got that going for it and these china they were made in China. Ooh, silica gel packets. Awesome. Good stuff there. So, anyways, okay. What else we got over here? So much shit. <laughs> All right, oh, DC, which these are 15K. The DC pants, I think it, I got these on, these were a closeout. I think they were like 79 bucks. But, they weren't too bad. Oh, yeah. Double stitch on everything. Um, solid zippers. Let's see. Country of origin. What do we got here? Made in China. But let's see. But, yeah. These actually look pretty decent. So... Yeah. So anyways, um, and then I think I got one more box here. Let's see what this one's from. Yeah, can't wait to see this. If anyone's seen the goggle video where I just shit on crappy ass goggles. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Who reminds me, where the fuck is my no bad day shit I ordered? I know I ordered some of that crap, too. Oh, let's see. This is called Wolfel. Oh. Oh, God. This is cheap material. But it is double-stitched. On everything, almost. Oh. Wow, those are cheap. Okay, so the snap is cheap, but it does have the hoop which is always good. And it is a YKK zipper, but it's a low-end one. And made in China. Do not bleach. All right. I think we got one more in here. 
Oof. Oof. Oh, these are Columbia. <laughs> I forgot. I ordered some Columbia. They're Omnitech. Bitch. Single folded over into double stitch. So that's actually not too bad. Um, that's kind of lame not having a zipper on the pant leg. Those are just going to blow out and weaken. But whatever. And YKK zipper. But yeah, so I got some Columbia. But yeah, supposedly I'm supposed to have ordered some No Bad Day stuff, and I don't know where that is. Should be around here somewhere. Yeah, anyways. Uh, let's get back to taking some questions. You guys have watched me open a plethora of stuff that's going to get destroyed in a video. Like, I've kind of figured out how I want to go about testing everything. So, like, I'm going to do, like, a pull test. Since they're pants, I can throw them over a, a beam and just hang and see, see how long until they split. I'm going to do a heat gun test, a water test. Um, I'm going to rip some of the seams apart, pull the internals apart, see how they go. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what, that, that, that's all for your guys' amusement. So I'm hoping that, uh, hoping you guys enjoy that one when I finally get around to filming that. Um, let's see. I know we got a bunch of super chats I got to catch up on here. So we're going to try to do that. So the next super chat comes from Caveus Billy. Why is your prolum? With brands like Outdoor Master, affordable quality, just good as Oakland Smith. Not everybody need most expensive gear. Oh, my God. You're a fucking... You're a mongloid. You're not even a troglodyte. You're a mongloid. You freaking... I love these arguments, though, that... And I know you're trolling me for this, but I do get these people that are like, I'm only going to pay $30 for my goggles. Cool. Why? Those are your eyes. You don't, you're not getting a new set. Like I lose a kidney. I can get a kidney. Eyes are a little harder to come by on there. And that's one of my main senses. And having spent a lot of money to get my eyes fixed, I don't want to fuck them up anymore. I just don't get it. It's like, people are just like oblivious. And then you see all these shilling in influencers that claim they're pro fucking half-ass wannabe experts. Stupid. That shit's just like straight fucking trash. Also, uh, because I am gonna destroy a bunch of outerwear, I will be giving away a set of air blaster outerwear to someone. So uh I'll make a contest that kind of coincides when I get the video done. So we'll do that. But yeah, we owe caveat freaking spin. So because he sucks. And you get my unused toenail clippings. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got Anthony Hawking. Sorry if this is a, if this is asked five times each stream, but Burton step-ins, yay or nay, looking at them for intermediate peace bashing mostly. Here's my issue with them. You're limited on boot choices. You're limited on boot brands, which the best boot is the one that fits your foot. Do they work? Yes. Do I trust them? No, because I've had the cleat release on me. It's nice the way that they did it with the offset double cleat. So if you do lose one release, the second one will grab you and you'll notice it. But it is a little weird in there. Do I think they're more performance-driven? No, I don't. It also changes the mount point from where you steer to, like, it puts it above your heel, which is really weird when you're going back and forth. You notice it, and you're like, it changes it. Now, if you're just someone that's like, you're riding five times a year, you got a disability, 
you're just overly large and can't bend over to strap in. It kind of makes sense. But here's the thing that blows my mind. I see so many people buying these and still sitting down to put them in. Like, what the fuck's the point? You never learned how to strap in standing up. Then you buy these because you're like, I'm going to be able to get in so fast. You have to sit down. You are using more energy doing that than standing on your back foot, taking the edge of your board, kicking it into the slope, building a little shelf, balancing on it, and stepping in. Like, seriously, people? I mean, am I the only one that realizes this? Like, I, I just, So I'm not a big fan of them. They're better than that fucking clue binding. Even if they do limit you, I mean, 500 bucks for that fucking thing. Like, fuck that on top of the fact. So I love all these people that are coming out of the woodwork. Cause Kevin and I talked two years ago, over two years ago about the clue binding when it was still just a proof of concept. And since then they've gone, they've done two prototypes and now they're in open beta and people are paying $500 us to buy a binding from a brand that is not trusted. Like you, I don't, I don't trust them. It's a bunch of fucking engineers that went snowboarding and over-engineered a binding with more moving parts. Like the claw system that the their stirrup steps into, it's not offset. So what happens when one fails? It's going to put more pressure on the other. There's so many, like when I looked at that binding, I was like, there are four points of critical failure and eight points of possible failure right when I looked at it. Plus the plastic looked cheap. I was like, wow, these really look cheap. They looked cheap. And I was like, that's sad. And for 500 bucks, you're basically being a guinea pig with them. And people want to argue with me about this. And I'm like, at least Burton dumped $3 million into R&D. Burton has decades of R&D and a name associated with it. And they had done step-ins in the past. I'd trust that over some fucking brand from some guys I've never heard of that aren't in the snowboard industry that just decided to build something and get some investor capital. And they're playing with other people's money. I don't know about you. That's just me. Smash that like button, people. Smash that like button. Like button. Okay, William H. Blake. What's uh, the best snowboard for a low-end intermediate rider that loves carving but no park? Price, no problem. So, so high-end, please. Thank you, man. Uh, you're a low-end intermediate rider that loves carving. Here's where I would look at it. Uh, K2 Niseko Pleasures, even a K2 instrument to a point, but I think the Niseko Pleasures is probably more where you actually want to be with that. Uh, you could go grab yourself a tracer from Nidecker too as well if you really want to get into ASEM carving. Then that just totally negates that the flex on that board will be soft enough for it. Um, let's see trying to think what else uh rosinal sashimi would be another one i would look at i think that those are like the kinds of boards for a low-end intermediate that's getting into like aggressively carving i think that'd be fine and they're not going to suck okay oh nat what's your opinion on never summer that they fucking suck they charge you 50 dollars more on their board to put a rental top sheet on it they don't structure their bases they're fucking epoxy there's a gallon of epoxy in each board they ride dead as shit they're whack as fuck like fuck that brand they owe me a shit ton of money too so fuck them all right uh let's see uh let's see 
Drew Weisner, it's a real debate between solving world hunger or buying an apex orca. Orca. Cost seems equal. I mean, I'd probably solve world hunger, but then there'd be more people on the slopes. So fuck it. Let them starve and die so we get lower lift lines. Get that apex orca. All right. Uh, okay. Cyborg Santa. Did you hear about Sean White's snowboards? Thoughts? Yes. Uh, I heard about him like two months ago at the Grand Prix. I ran into Jib Hunt, the owner of Kemper, because that's who's working with Sean on that. They're actually made at GP87. Uh, they actually sold out those first 50 that he put up today for 1500 So expect to see those like coming up for sale in some kind of snowboard trader thing in there uh do i think like his mass-produced boards are going to sell no i don't he had the worst selling pro model of all time ever ever like it didn't sell for burton at all and he went to the olympics three times and everyone can recognize him that should tell you things about it but i don't think they're going to sell on top of the fact he named it white spaces i was like white spaces for white faces and white places I mean, this literally sounds like a brand for people with MAGA hats on sitting around going, oh, no, colored folk are coming to the mountains. We got to be scared. Like, seriously, like that is a horrible fucking name. Like, that is horrible. What are you barking at? You be quiet. My dog's barking. I don't know what she wants. Probably love and attention. Um, but yeah, no. Uh Ugh, okay. Uh, we got a super chat from the send it, send it syndicate. I'm pulling the trigger on the dropout. Goggles suggestion for very low light polar, uh, low altitude riding. I seldom ride at higher altitudes than 2000 feet. I, so I really like the Oakley prism, especially the pink iridium prism. That is a really good low light lens. Uh, otherwise, clear is not a bad option if there's no sun whatsoever. I also run a low light uh, dragon one, which I can't remember exactly what they call it. It's supposed it's, but the color to it, it's almost black. Like when you look through it, you can tell that there's like some black blue in there, but it works. Uh, but that would be those would be the ones that I would look at. Smith also does a great job with like the chroma pop as well. So, all right. And we owe you a spin, sir. Ooh, next on super chat gets a spin. Let's find a store, a question here. All right. All right. Ah. Do, 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 do. Okay, we got one from Aaron Barella. Is the Jones Stratus versatile enough to be a dedicated power board, or should I get a hovercraft? I have a GNU Gremlin now, but don't feel like it does well enough in power. I want that 3D shaping. You, you Just so you understand, the Stratus is just like a directional-shaped mountain twin. You'd be better off with the hovercraft if you really want a dedicated power board with 3D shaping. Either that or even just going to, like, the mind expander from them, even a storm wolf, those would be better options than going to the Stratus for sure. Now, if you're looking to do like powder freestyle, then the Stratus kind of makes some sense, but by and large, uh, yeah, I think 
I think you really want to go with the hovercraft in that scenario. Ooh, next on Super Chat gets a spin. Let's find one. Okay, Matt Tazzolo, opinion on a buttery noodle of a party board that would fit between my dropout and sushi. Looking for something to spray slush in the spring, lap Peace Park, and not totally suck around East Village. You know, here's what I'd recommend. Rome Gangplank. If you really, really want super soft, but you're probably going to hate your life afterwards, Battalion Wally, if not bump up to like the global warmer, even a disaster, something like that. Uh, to an extent, the Ride Zero might fit the bill, but it's got to break in right out the wrapper. It's going to feel a little stiff to you. And you're going to be like, this isn't as buttery as I want. It's got a weird rebound to it, but it'll do it. Uh, otherwise, you could probably even do like a Marhar Lumberjack. That would probably be buttery enough for you, and it's it's wide and everything, and it kind of fits between your dropout and your sushi in there. Um, even a yes dicey would be a really good option for you too, as well. So uh, hopefully that gives you a couple options. Jesus. Next non super chat gets a spin. All right. Uh, All right, we got Fruit Poop Loops. K2 Excavator versus Jones Flagship. Too much overlap? No, here's the difference, and here's why. That Jones Flagship is your all-mountain free ride board, right? So you got your all-mountain free ride. When you go to the Excavator, you can actually drop down in size. That becomes your powder slashy turn or carver board if you want. It's a good combination. Like, I would ride the Excavator on pow days that are six inches or more, and I'd ride the Flagship as more of like my everyday board. Like, so you, you did well with those two. Spin again. Let's see what we got. We're going for it. Smash that like button, people. Smash that like button. All right. We got a super chat from Waco looking at new goggles, Chroma Pop or Vivid or for cloudy and low viz spin for sticker pack. Haven't gotten the pack from October, November could be in the ocean. Fuck if I know I mailed everything out at this point. Shit hasn't shown back up. Stuff doesn't show up. I don't know where the fuck it goes anymore. I just drop that shit off. And then it's like, whatever the post office does, the post office does. I mean, who knows anymore? But, um, yeah, so to go back to another previous question where we kind of talked about that, I like I said, I'm a prism lens kind of guy from Oakley. I really like that pink iridium. That's one of my favorites. I do like the low light stuff from Dragon as well, but Von Zipper's Wildlife, the low light one is good in there. I also think like Chromapop, all these other ones, like they're all relatively like interchangeable. It's just different forms of how they make them. But any legit brand, the big thing is, you want to know like how that spherical nature of the lens fits with you, the cones of your eyes. Cause like different spheres can actually cause distortion. Like older dragon goggles, I'd have zero distortion except like right here. If I looked in, the thing would be super distorted. It was always weird. It would throw me off. If I had to look like to the left and I'm going ahead and I'm just like, look out cause something was coming by and it would, uh, the distortion would throw me off on there. So you want to make sure that that's something that you understand when you're looking at goggles. 
pray to the altar of snowboarding. Maybe your sticker pack will show up. Oh, God. Slimothy Whitman showed up. Oof. Sketchy times. Sketchy times. Okay. Uh, we got Patrick with the super chat. Do a natural selection live stream. Uh, I might. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I kind of want to do one for the Olympics where all I do is just shit talk the whole time and maybe get some of my friends to come over and we just shit talk it the whole time. Uh, so, but natural selection, that sounds like something maybe we would do. I don't know. Or maybe I would just do like angry commentary and put it up on angry snowboarder VIP. Uh, next on super chat gets a spin. So let's find someone. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay, Gingerboard Man V2. Do companies ever sell prints of the art from the boards? There's been some great designs I love, but I'm not about to drop 400 plus just to hang up a board on the wall. Some companies do, but not regularly. But if you reach out to their marketing or even to just their generic one or social media, and you just say, hey, I'm just trying to get this like graphic thing, they might be able to get you in touch with someone that can do it. You never know unless you ask. It's really hit or miss with every brand. But uh, Nitro used to do it for a while. And uh, Niche did it. Um, I think Burton did it once or twice. So there is that possibility there. And eat your muscle cheese, people. Eat your muscle cheese. I'm worried about you. Y'all look emaciated. Okay, Eric Chen, 32 boots, quality or bad. Bought Team 3 Grenier January 21st. Inner harness ripped two weeks ago. Do those cover under warranty? 32 is only brand fits my feet. Uh, that should be a warranty because you ripped it out. Um, the question is going to be, do they have a product? Because they've had serious shipping issues to give you. So do that. Uh, if 32s fit you because you've got a wide foot, you should probably be looking at the Burton wide series stuff as well as the Solomon wide stuff. And uh, you might even fit into a deluxe or a flux boot surprisingly. So uh, just to give you a few more options out there, sir. Right. Next on Super Chat gets a spin. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's see. William C., what's your opinions on the Capita Ultra Fair? Looking for another park board. Thanks. Uh, I need to ride it. I have not ridden that new Ultra Fair, but they changed it up. Um, so it's not as floppy of a noodle as it used to be. So it's supposed to have like a little more rigidity in there. So it's like above the Pathfinder now, but it's not quite to the level of the. Um, indoor survival okay is it the indoor yeah it's the indoor survival so uh i need to ride it but i think if you're like looking more for like a jib focused board with a little snap it's not a bad option remember to support the shred foundation shredfoundation.org it's one of the Charities I personally believe in, and I love supporting them. So anyways, I see we got over 200 people in here. If you're just tuning in, you're just showing up, 
Get your chats in the chat box or get your questions in the chat box. I'm going to try to answer them. Super chats, good to spin the wheel. We're going to do some stuff here. Uh, might read some emails. I don't know. Talk about entitlement. Speaking of entitlement. Actually, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. We're going to talk about entitlement. So this week, for those that don't know, I have a personal shopper on angrysnowboarderstore.com. And as I've gotten bigger and we've expanded, I've had to cut back on where I can answer people's questions. So what we're doing to answer questions now is angrysnowboarder.com website, YouTube questions, comments section. I'll answer questions there. I will answer questions, comments during the live stream, angry snowboarder VIP or the personal shopper. So with the personal shopper, you know, you pay some money. I answer your questions. And there's different tiers based on what your needs are, like whether it's a quick question or more in depth. So this week I got a guy that paid for the most in depth, which we call the handholder time vampire. It's $50. And this guy is, was talking about how he's going to be a national ski patroller and he's a candidate, but he's only going to buy from brands that give him a discount because they owe him because he's a candidate for national ski patrol. He's not national ski patrol. He's a candidate. So this guy's not out on the hill saving anyone's lives, but he's demanding some stuff. And there's a bunch of red flags, like the fact that he was riding a low-end piece of shit snowboard, and he kept talking about how he would travel and only rent high-end stuff, and instructors would say how good of a rider he was. You know, his typical blowhard shit, but the fact that he just felt so entitled that he has to have a discount, and I need to know who will give him a discount. Now, I want to say something about this. One, National Ski Patrol saved my life. That was Carl Kohler at Holiday Valley 20 years ago, February 25th, 2002. So we're coming up on the 20th anniversary. So on the 24th, we'll have a 20-year anniversary of when I lost my spleen and got a finger in my butt. So I'll talk about that. But yeah, so I, I have a special place in my heart for National Ski Patrol because they saved my life. But on top of them saving my life, my grandfather was their lawyer and was one of the founding members and actually went back to college to become a paramedic so that he could train national standards up and down the East Coast. So he trained a lot of guys over that 46 years that he was the lawyer. And he did that almost, he pretty much was still National Ski Patrol up until he died from cancer. So National Ski Patrol holds a special place in my heart and seeing the Park City Ski Patrollers going against Vail in their union and trying to get a fair living wage, that also pisses me off. And this guy's over here like, I need fucking discounts. That's basically what it sounded like was, I need fucking discounts. I refunded him. And I was just like, and like, let me see. Let me find, because this is, uh, let's see, where is it, let's see, where was it, um, did I not save it, I thought I saved it, but I guess I didn't save it, but, uh, Maybe it did. Maybe it's over here. No, definitely. Um, definitely didn't save it. But basically what I told him was is the fact that he felt so fucking entitled because he was going to do it. They needed a discount. I get it. Snowboard is expensive. But dude, this is like you're going to be able to write this shit off if this is now your job. You can write that off on your taxes. There you go. You're a national ski controller. You should be able to write this off on your taxes. You don't deserve a discount because you're not out on the hill saving anyone's life. And I pointed that out, especially how we're going into the 20th anniversary of them saving my life and all this shit. He sent, he has sent me walls of text back in the emails. And I was just like, block, like fucking done with it. Like I'm not, I didn't create the personal shopper to deal with entitled assholes that aren't going to give back to snowboarding. Like he basically made it out like snowboarding knows him and he needs all this shit. Like, no, fuck that. 
I don't give a fuck about that. Snowboarding doesn't owe you shit, motherfucker. Like, fuck you. Go pay full price. I bought, I don't know, in the last year, I think I bought seven, eight snowboards, full price. If not, they were like on summer clearance, but I got them and I gave them away. I've been giving them away. Like, fuck this guy, right? So to go into that, but conversely, I want to talk about, um, so where is it? Do, 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 do. So I got this message uh, from one of the angry snowboarder VIP members. And he's like, so super early yesterday morning, I'm dicking around in my garage. I take my unridden T-Rice Pro off the wall and decide I will probably never ride it. So I decide to throw it to the wolves on Facebook Marketplace. Within an hour, I get a message from a kid who really wants it. Skip to yesterday afternoon. Kid comes over and we start BSing about BC resort riding and other shit. A few minutes later, he tells me he just joined the Air Force and was recently stationed here. Being AD... Myself, I knew how piss broke he probably was at this stage of his career, so I sold him the board for 200 and threw in a pair of brand new Felcors for him. He was beyond grateful. Skip to later that night. I threw on your YouTube channel and watched the two newest top five videos, and what do you know? Pretty fucking cool you talk about giving back. I kind of feel like a dick for taking the 200, but I'll probably just use it for some tailgate beers for everyone this weekend. Anyhow, man, just wanted to share that. Keep up the great work. Right. This is what I'm talking about. This is what that top five reasons, uh, trends that we need to normalize for 2022, but giving back. Right. So this, this is one of the things that we're talking about. And, um, so, so there's that, you know, and, and that's, that's one of the things that I really like is like, we're we're all trying to give back. And I've, I've been seeing a lot of comments and I wish I could get to more of them, but now I want to talk about one about the personal shopper. So this comes in from Brian Horsley. Just wanted to hype the personal shopper service about the serious advice level and did my initial research. And in just a few emails, you had me narrowed down, dialed in and feeling confident about the purchase. I got the board you recommended K2 excavator 150 and it fucking rips. It was the perfect choice for me. Thank you. And I hope more people give up a few bucks to go beyond what you can say to them in a few seconds on a live stream. It was 100% worth it. But here's the thing is like, so I created the personal shopper so that people could get to the forefront. So like, I'm not digging through three hours of comments, answering everything like I've been doing for the last two years. And I set this up and it was, it's, it's to help people. It's legitimately to help people so that they can have a better experience in snowboarding. But when I get a comment, that's like, I'm an expert level rider and these companies owe me and I won't deal with Capita and I won't deal with Jones because fuck them. They're not giving me a discount. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Like that's, that's where I'm at. Like no company owes you anything. What'd you do? You didn't do shit. You're you're gonna be a fucking ski patroller at some little rinky dink hill in northern Michigan. I mean, cool that northern Michigan's gonna get you, but like you you haven't even passed, you're not even working. You're not out there. You're a candidate, which means you filled out a fucking form. Maybe you've shown up to one or two meetings. Fuck you. Fuck this. Level of entitlement, but like the walls of text. I mean, if I read this guy's email, it would take me like 20 minutes. And like that, that's not why I set that up. Like the time, I know, I know, like the reason I have the $50 option, the, the handholder time vampire is because there are people that literally will email me a hundred times and it will break down to like three hours of time put into that. So I'm not making that much an hour in there, which for my expertise, I feel is bullshit, but I give so much time to everyone else and trying to do this. And this is why I'm funneling everything back. And this is just like, to see that it just pissed me off. And it just, it pisses me off to think that there's someone out there that the only reason they're joining the National Ski Patrol is to get discounts. Fuck you, dude. I went through level one EMT training and I realized it wasn't for me. And that's a lot of work, but I never wanted any fucking discounts. So what the fuck? Like, fuck this guy. Anyways, sorry. I'm on a weird, weird fucking tangent over here. 
Okay. Uh, we got Narig, Gazakhanian. Oh, God, I butcher that name every time. Cartel X or Union Atlas for an K2 Alchemist. Looking for response and a bit of dampening for impacts. Also, you pronounced my name well. Like a gnarly egg. Okay, good. Okay, I'm getting there. Um, I'm bad with names. Uh, so if you want dampening, you don't want the Atlas at all. You're just not going to get dampening. That's a very, very kinetic binding. You feel everything. Instead, Cartel X would be better. But conversely, I think you should also look at the uh, C9 series from Ride. It takes the best of the eight and the 10 and kind of mixes it together. So it's not overpowering like a 10 and it doesn't come with that crazy pricing. I mean, it's still expensive, but it's not as like all around as an eight series. So the nine series, because I actually just rode the uh, C9 three days ago. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I would do. Uh it, it, that's that's what I would do is like definitely look at that. I think that's a better option for you. Um, let's see what we got here. Vince, any experience or thoughts on Sport RX goggle inserts? So I I I kind of know what those are. I think they're prescription. Uh, they're like prescription um glass inserts, like so you can put them in your goggles so you can see. So. I've never had to use those, but I have friends that do and they swear by them. And I think Sport RX is actually a better like sunglass goggle uh, online seller. I think they actually do a really good job of what they do. I've looked at their store. I've gone through and like looked at everything. I think they're a really solid company for getting goggles and stuff from. I really wouldn't be um, too hesitant to try out their inserts at all. I think those guys over there really do know what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Andre Besta going to the, to Austrian Alps in a month. Hope they don't ban traveling due to COVID. Yeah. You and me both. Uh, <laughs> funny enough. I actually got an email from the marketing guy over at Rome snowboards and, um, I'm going to read it to you cause or part of this email cause it's really crazy. Um, so, uh, basically, so this came in and he's like, Hey, what's happening, Avery? And hope all is well in the Rockies and the Flatlanders haven't fully shit their britches out there. Uh, making my digital rounds and dropping in to say hello and compliment you on another excellent crop of content and overall rollout. Tip of the motherfucking hat, my, my dude. Uh, I was circling the wagons with the European associates this week. We had an interesting idea. I thought I would float your way to see how it might suit you. In short, we were wondering if you might have any interest in coming to Austria to test some of the new stuff from Rome Battalion and Nidecker in the Alps. I certainly have no dates planned at this time, but I can tell you if you are interested, we would get the ball rolling and figure out logistics. We would, of course, pay for the travel and accommodations, get you on hill and just make a grand old time of it. I did caution to them that you might not view this as reasonable just under the guise of fair and unbiased testing, but thought in, in theory, a different setting could really make for some different content. But again, I do appreciate all the nuances associated with such a decision. No pressure Whatsoever the digital show will go on either way. Ye fucking ha. Talk soon. Stillman. So, you know, I, I want to go, but I'm also immune compromised. <laughs> My passport's expired. Uh, they're shutting down flights in the U.S. like no other. I'm worried about things getting locked down in Europe right with you. Like, so 
I got to figure out some stuff. Plus, I'm also worried about the biased nature. Like, people would probably be like, oh, they bought you a trip. You're going to be. And I'm like, at this point, I've fucking ridden, like, everything from every brand. And I'm like, okay, there's not much that stands out. Like, you'll see with these new Nidecker reviews. There's, like, a few boards that I kind of like. And the other ones, I'm like, they're fucking snowboard and shit. Uh, and, you know, I do ride Rome bindings. I love them right now. It doesn't mean I'm going to love, like, the new stuff next year, the year after, 10 years from now. And shit like that. So I got to kind of view this, but I'm, I'm really hoping that like the world is starting to realize like we need to do less restricting and more like, I guess the way to say it is like educating to an extent and explaining to people. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I got to kind of talk, figure out some stuff. I just don't think this is the year that international travel would happen. Maybe next year would be the year for me. I'd love to go to Austria because, uh, starting tomorrow, um, I think tomorrow I'm going to do it, but, uh, we're calling it rad random angry drops. So I'm going to be putting little, uh, care packages together and just taking a photo and be like scavenger hunt or like a put a riddle and just leave product might be a snowboard might be goggles might be a sticker pack with a t-shirt might be some crab grabs i'm gonna be putting around it would be really cool to go to austria for all you european guys and be able to leave stuff over there for you guys to find and whatnot um i'd really really like to do that so that uh the other thing is i think next month is probably when it's going to happen i need to do it but uh i want to do shredding sundays in summit county here and just do a meetup. We go out Sunday morning for like an hour or two and just make some hot laps, whether it be a copper, a basin, steamboat. Um, you know, maybe I'll go down to Aspen. Uh, I won't do winter park, fuck that place. And I won't go to Eldora on a weekend. So, um, but I wanted to kind of do that, kind of get you guys together, get the community building that way. I think that's, that's a really good way. Plus maybe all these haters that say I can't fucking snowboard and they, cause I don't put any video of me riding, in my reviews, uh, we'll come and shut the fuck up, uh, which putting writing in reviews. I mean, what do you get from that? Like, cool. You can watch someone, but like, if you need to see how that person rides on that product, that just tells me you don't trust that person. I mean, do you go into a shop and when the sales guy is selling you something, you'd be like, I need to see how you ride. I mean, it's like going to a, going to buy a car and be like, I need to see how you drive for everything you're telling me. Like, no, like, like you either fucking know, or you don't. Like, that's it. And there's a lot of guys out there that don't fucking know. And they give so many telltale signs that you can be like, ooh, they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, on top of the fact, when I'm riding stuff, it's not like when I'm riding my own stuff, because there's like different tiers of riding. Like, I actually have to be like, why is this board flexing this way? Like today, I rode the Nidecker Cone X Plus or whatever. They're the one with the three strap on it. And that was a weird binding. I couldn't get it to lock my heel down. And I realized because of that middle strap, it's pulling the strap forward. So it's relieving instep pressure. Great binding. If you have instep pressure problems, I'm realizing that now, but for, but there was just like some issues with that, but like the, I seriously spent like two hours going, why the fuck is this doing this? So like, I wasn't riding at peak optimal level. Cause I'm like, why is this doing this? So it's, it's one of those things, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm rambling off topic here. So let's give you that spin and uh, move on. 
Smash that like button, people. There's 188 of you in here, and there's only 112 thumbs up. This is bullshit. I know who you are. I'll find you. Uh, okay. We got Chris Anderson, intermediate Grimmer rider, working on going steeper on an old rocker camber, never buying a Genner. What kind of new fun does a rocker camber rocker open up? So you're going to get camber underfoot. And so what that's going to do is that's going to teach you how to load the board and it can change how the dynamic of how you drive that board. So if you load that camber and flex your back knee into the center, that's going to give more power on the outside because it's flexing and that's going to engage that rocker. So that's going to change when it's on edge, but that's also going to give you more snap because it's activating into that rocker. So it rebounds back. So you get more pop. So it, it's basically like rocker camber rocker. So like cam rocker is a good segue into going to full camber. So what you're, so what you're looking at there is it's, it's a good segue. It teaches you better edge control and whatnot. So there's definitely, definitely good stuff there. Uh, let's, uh, let's take some more questions here. Okay, Steve Stanton, how many days, seasons can you expect to get out of a pair of high-end boots like the K2-3-Axis? Uh, do I have a friggin' dead pair? One second, I'm going to grab a dead pair. Okay. So, this is my right Thraxis. Uh, this one... It's sitting over there. This one is probably three from three seasons ago. So first and foremost, this is the one. The internal boa is completely fucked on this. I completely destroyed it. But as you can see, so it is an articulated cuff. It actually has broken in a little bit here, but the back spine has stayed in great shape. That's one of the reasons I ride the Thraxis. Sure, it's a stiffer boot, but when it breaks in at about 25 days, it's absolutely like a middle flexing boot in my mind becomes a good park boot but and that uh that urethane backspine stays in shape so i typically get about 150 to 200 days out of a pair of these and that in my mind is pushing it past its prime from where it should be but uh and i i get so typically i think i average about 156 days a season is what i've been getting lately uh and that's with cutting back so what I'll do is I'll, I'll ride one pair through the whole season by the spring. They're kind of shot. And then when the preseason starts, um, I'll ride them some more until my new ones come in. Or if I've got a new pair of them, I'll take the, uh, I'll break the new liners in the old shell. So that way they know how to flex. And then I'll swap the new liners to the new shell and break those in at about 25, 30 days in there. Um, there's no real set lifespan, but the more high end the boot and the better it's built, the longer it tends to last. So you pay for what you get. And if you buy the right boot that fits perfectly, it fits your needs and you take care of it. So like in the off season, you know, you make sure you do up your boa, you keep it nice and snug. So that way the cable isn't loose in there, stuff like that, you know, and you keep it, keep it in a nice dry spot where no squirrels or mice or anything are going to get in there and try to make a nest or dig it apart. Or your dog's going to chew on it and shit like that. And, you know, if you ride 25 days a year, you should be able to get four or five years out of a boot. No questions asked. I mean, there's nothing like that. Now, if you ride 100 days a year, you might be able to get two seasons out of a boot, you know. And if you ride 150, 200 days, 
the boot's toast at the end of that. that that's it. Like, and you can kind of feel like when a boot gets toast, like you start to get shin bang, you start to get these weird hot spots. You, your foot's a little loose in there. Um, if I had a liner here, I'd pull it out and show you like that. But yeah, these Thraxuses, because I had four pairs, four pairs? I think I had four pairs of the red sold ones because um, I buy them in bulk. And I never had a pair that didn't make it at least to 150 days. So hopefully, hopefully that answers your question, Stephen. Uh, uh, oh God, Eric P. You should check out Buckhouse's video on how to nose press. Uh, no, because I actually know how to snowboard. I mean, it's been prime park riding in copper all fucking week. I haven't seen his ass in the in Central Park. Haven't even seen him in Peace Park. He's probably riding Dino Park. Okay, we got a super chat from Billy Ray Valentine. Give me all the fat round tubes. That's what she said. Hashtag TWSS. Hashtag RIP L Stackers Adventures. RIP. Rest in peace. That joke has gone on for two plus years. It's ridiculous. Remember to subscribe, people. Remember to subscribe. Let's see. Uh. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Okay, Vladislav. Hi, I bought an Amplit stereo. Pop is insane. The carbon stringers from nose to tail is a rocket. I chose it instead of Never Summer. Smart man. Smart man. Okay. Michael Root, you talk a lot of trash about other influencers, which I mostly agree with. What's your opinion on Casey Willis? So Casey and I have been friends for like 12 years, 13 years. Uh, little known fact, Casey and I used to do Thanksgiving dinners at our friend Crowbar's house with uh, with the whole Jersey crew. So it would be like Dan Jamal, uh, Jen, her boyfriend, Matt. Uh, it would be like 30, 40 of us together. I've, I've known Casey. I've filmed Casey. I've hung out with Casey. I've partied with Casey. I love Casey as a person. I love what he's doing. I think that he's got the skills to back up everything he says when it comes to riding. Unfortunately, sometimes people dangle a little money in front of him and he's just like money. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I have to tell him, be like, yo, dude, don't do that, you know, or don't do that. Like when his van got broken into in California, I was one of the first people to reach out and was like, yo, I know you lost like everything. What do you need? And he was like, I could really use a new GoPro seven. And I was like, boom, ordered. See it. You'll get it in three days. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like that's that's how tight Casey and I are. I bought him a fucking GoPro and didn't even think twice about it. And all I told him was like, yo, I'm having a Black Friday live streamathon. Can you plug that for me? He put a plug in one of his vlogs and that was cool. And sent a bunch of people over. And I think like two of his fans ended up winning snowboards that day. Like Casey, Casey's a genuine guy. I don't think people understand that. Like when they're like, he's fake happy. I was like, no, that is literally Casey. Like I love him to death, but sometimes I'm like, I got to go away because you are just a little too happy for me and I'm kind of a depressed person. So yeah. Uh. Uh, let's see.
Okay, this is actually a good question from Brandon Sawada. My Ride Fuse boot uh, wrap liner doesn't fit all the way around my calf to Velcro, but it's so close. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, um, I think I'm good. Yeah, okay. So you can actually get a booster strap. Uh, you can actually get a Velcro extension, though. I think they sell them on Amazon. It's like Velcro pieces like that. So what you want to do is just find a piece of Velcro just because you're just trying to extend it a little bit more. And if you've got access to a sewing machine with that's like almost industrial level, you can sew it on. What I would do, like if you don't, put a pop rivet right through it. Just just drill a hole and just pop rivet it, file down any of the excess that's sticking off. And then that should be able to allow you to torque it over and give you that torque you need to get that Velcro on there. But a uh, little DIYing and you'll do it. Uh, I'm working on something for boot fitting 201. And that's one of the ones is like how to extend a booster strap. So uh, working on that for you guys. Uh, that's probably like a summer thing. So. Okay, um, Turk Loco, Powerboard, Big Boy, 630, 230, size 14, boot, Storm Chaser, Stump Ape, surfing background, go with the Stump Ape, it's going to be more surfy. That Storm Chaser is more aggressive than people think, um, and, and, and you've got the boot width to get it on edge, but I think the Stump Ape is going to give you a better feel for that surf style you're going for. The other board that you should look at, is that nitro slash that thing is fucking wide and at 230 you could ride the 159 in that and i mean it's like, like this so that's that's that gives you a third option in there to look at all right all right uh let's see okay Do, 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 do. Looking at questions. Uh, Jesse Ishin, uh, does anyone know if he's gotten a hold of any signal boards? I got to talk to Mark Reniga and see if I can get some. Uh, supposedly, he was going to send me a care package with some stuff. So uh, hopefully, I can get some stuff. It's been a while. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Charles Lee Fine. Yes, pick your line. Yes, 420. Yes, hybrid. Did one stand out more? I've been on them all. Chose the hybrid. Just your personal opinion. Actually, the hybrid out of those three is probably the one I would pick too. Um, I think it's the more versatile one. I do like the new pick your line. The 420 is... I wasn't a big fan, so. Okay, uh, let's see, where are we? Do, 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 do. Oh, Jesus, I am way out in the weeds here on questions. I'm like 40 minutes back. Uh, let's see. Kevin, it's like virtual shitty Christmas. Well, it was. Catch up on some stuff here. Eat that muscle cheese, people. Eat that muscle cheese. Okay. 
Shout out to my boy Thunder Tyndall. He put me up on the big screen in the Low Pressure Studios. Thunder has been an OG supporter. Uh, he works for Low Pressure Studios, which in U.S. distribution is like Nidecker Battalion. Does some stuff with Rome, all that stuff. Thunder is the man, the myth, a fucking legend. So, yeah. Okay. Jack Ripper, 666, Super Chat. Spray Kevin from Snowboard Pro Camp and Skiers. Got my goggles. Thank you. Okay, good. More people are getting everything I sent out at this point. Spin again. <laughs> well, all right, Jack, you want yourself a jumbo sticker pack. If you want it, you know how to claim it. Info at angrysnowboarder.com. And I'll get that in the mail, which there are new stickers. Uh, there's a bunch of the snow carny kids ones, like which uh, angrysnowboarderstore.com. I've got posters, but I think I'm going to put the framed option up so you guys can get get these. Like that's side slip and slim, named after our Lord and Savior, Slimothy Whitman. So uh, I had an artist named Non Heinous commission this for me, or I commissioned it from him. So do this for me. So yeah, yeah. So there's that solid stuff. Um, let's see what else. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Think we're catching up on stuff. I'm a little bit back, but let's see where we go here. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, trying to catch up on stuff. It's been a day. It's been a day. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, might have missed a few here. I don't know. Computers being fucking catty wumpus over here. Uh, we got Turk Loco super chat. Nate Bo's on board review. I'm rocking with homeboy. He uh, has heart the same as you. Um, wait, did someone give him another pro model? Fuck no, dude. Nate's got issues. Yeah, I hope it's still staying sober. I hope. Next non super chat gets a spin. Let's find something here. Oh, this is a great question. Do you think Sean White will ever ride natural selection? Did anyone see the video of him like hitting side hits and smashing pow? And he's like, wow, I never knew snowboarding was like this. And we're all just like, I looked at that and I was like, how the, how the fuck did you not know snowboarding was like this? But uh, I would love to see him do natural selection. He'd get his ass handed to him like Mark McMorris did uh, when they did Supernatural way back when. But it would be worth it because it would be such a humbling experience. And then he would devote his time to riding more powder. And maybe he would find the soul of snowboarding that I hope is still in him, even though he is pretty much a horrible, horrible person. I've come to that conclusion. So, yeah, uh, that would be really interesting. <laughs> Oof. Lose a turn. Ouch. Ah, okay. This is a good question from Mitch. Any snowboarders you pumped on for this 2022 season? Dylan Oaktree. Ostrakowski or whatever his name is in the Torment movie. Fuck, that was such a banger part. 
holy shit underrated like totally fucking crushing it uh let's see johnny crick how does the jones solution compare to the libtech brd i have no idea dude i don't fucking ride split boards man that's something you need to talk to like mike hardacre from mountainweeklynews.com that guy he he's definitely the split board guy not me Uh, John, thanks for the suggestions on the Aviator 2.0. I'm getting a ton of foot pain. It's paired with the Malavitas. Are they too soft or is it a boot issue? It's probably a boot issue. That's where you always want to start from your boot and then work out from there. So if you don't have an insole, get an insole. If your boots are packed up, might be time to get new boots or at least put some foam in there to suck it up. It could also just be the placement of the heel strap on the Malavita. Maybe you need to move it up or down because I think there are three placements on it depending what year Malavita you have. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. Let's see. Tim Giles is one inch of overlap on the toe and heel too much. Yes. You need a wider board. I mean, if you've got this much on each end, yes, that's too much. Okay. C story 333 any idea when you're dropping the party mod review interested on your thoughts on it uh it's already up on angry snowboarder vip i haven't even filmed it but uh let's put it this way i own a party mod in a 53 yes i know i'm completely over the weight limit but i bought it because i wanted a jib stick with snap that wouldn't wash out on me because i'm old as fuck seriously i'm gonna be fucking 40 in december I'm not supposed to be hitting 30 foot rails anymore uh but yeah, I love that board. Um, I love, love that board. Love it. Uh, it's basically just a snappier gangplank, which is what I wanted. Okay. We got AN with the super chat. I have a huck knife pro battalion Wally and nitro quiver cannon. As I build up my quiver, what boards should I consider next? So you need a party board and like a smaller one. So like a Telos backslash uh, nitro fin twin, maybe even a squash from them. Uh, you can do a war pig or a super pig in that regard. Uh, I would also look at something for just straight free ride. Uh, something like, I actually probably want to go with like more carving. So like your Karua cafe racer uh, to an extent, like the Jones mind ultra mind expander, ultra mind expander, not regular mind expander, ultra mind expander. Um, you know, that's, that's the realm. Like you need a free ride charger. That's not your quiver cannon and you need a party board in there. I think those are what you really need. Seraphile. Hey, Avran, do you have the same binding recommendations for the dance hall pro or should I go for something stiffer? I mean the stuff for the regular day, it's only a 20% difference from the dance hall to the dance hall pro and stiffness. So those bindings should work. If you need stiffer, then yeah, go stiffer. But otherwise I don't really think you do. Uh, no, don't even try to defend dope to me. <laughs> okay we got a psa from carlos enriquez <laughs> spray skiers and dig those edges in damn right <clears throat> Ugh. 
Mitch, thoughts on Ryan Napton, the carving guy on YouTube? He's not the carving guy. He's the gymnastics routine guy. There's a difference there. If you want to see actual really good carving, watch Yearning for Turning, Slice and Dice, something like that. Ryan Napton, if you want to go do a gymnastics fucking routine, cool. There you go. Okay. Kiss me, okay. Magic Carpet 156, okay, for park progression, a jib noob, or should I swap for the Evil Twin Boss or Capita Indoor, DOA, or other? Love and Boot, got other pow boards. Nah, fucking, why buy another one? You're good. Just go fucking jib the shit out of that thing. It's got an extruded base now, anyways. Make it easier to repair if you dig it in on anything. Uh, Mr. Easy Living 08, what are your thoughts on the Burton Family Tree 3D? Planning to get a double dug. I've been trying to get on some of that. It's just I'm having a hell of a time tracking one down. I like the concept of their 3D shaping. Uh, I just need to see how practical it actually is. Unfortunately, I haven't been on it, so I really can't say too much. Okay. Uh... All right. Okay. <clears throat> Free poop loops, deafen all the sound clouds. Yeah. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm on SoundCloud. So I put the live streams and audio format up there, usually a day or two after, and all the reviews, binding and board are up there. So if you're like going into a shop, you just need a quick listen. You can do it. That way you don't have to watch the YouTube video. But yeah, we're on SoundCloud. <clears throat> Smash that like button, people. Ugh. All right. Trying to catch up. I'm only 40 minutes behind you guys in the comments section. So let's see. Okay, Kevin Espelia, I tried to buy an Endeavor archetype through your affiliate link and none of them had it. Should I just buy direct from the Endeavor site? Yeah, uh, I think that's probably going to be your best bet in all honesty. Uh, I think that's pretty much where everyone's been buying them from right now. It's, uh, it's a weird year. It's just a fucking weird year. Pray to the altar of snowboarding, people. Pray to the altar of snowboarding. Oh, God. Let's see. Uh, all right. This is a really good question from Christopher J. Hey, I'm 15. Just got my first job at my local mountain. Can you give me some advice on staying in the industry, especially in a place like upstate New York? So as a Western New Yorker, you upstaters hours away from me. I understand where you're coming from. So at 15, you're just getting your start in there. The best thing I can do, man, don't make waves. Don't make drama. Don't do anything. Do what your bosses say, but ask them, like, if you have a question, like you're learning something on the job and you don't understand it, whether you're in the rental shop or whatever, be like, Hey, can you just explain to me how this 
actually works like in regards to stuff and try to get them to become a mentor to you to teach you things about it because there's so many jobs like you could do you could end up in like resort operations management food and beverage lift ops lift maintenance stuff like that rental shop which can you can also do like the resorts retail side of things the other thing is if there's a demo going on go introduce yourself to all the reps they're probably going to forget who the fuck you are but you know what man you're 15 and if you show up with like donuts for him and be like, Hey man, I know it's going to be cold. You probably brought some stuff, but I brought some donuts for you. Like make yourself memorable, stick out, but be that kid that's there to help set up and break down. That was always me when I was a kid. Like I can remember at holiday Valley where I grew up uh, a bunch of the reps, like the snow warmed up, their trucks sunk in. I can remember pushing their trucks out for them. And they were just like, you're the only one that pushed me out kid. And I was like, yeah, man, it's the thing you got to do, you know, like, Getting in the industry and, and, and really ask yourself, do you want a career in snowboarding? It's not for everyone. Like I see a lot of people get into it, but they become super jaded with it. And they forget that the whole thing is it's like, it's not rocket surgery. We're not doing brain science over here. We're not doing anything like that. You know, we're making people have, we're allowing people to have fun and we're living in a culture that's our own. Remember that. Remember that you're actually working in a fun recreational activity versus spending a nine to five in a fucking cubicle, hating your life, praying for Friday to go to happy hour. So you can be hung over Saturday when you drive to the mountain to stand in line with everyone else that bought a fucking Epic pass. You don't want that, man. You don't. So remember go into it lighthearted. You're 15. You're probably going to change your mind on a few things, but go into it and just be like with the mindset that you need to learn stuff and you can always learn stuff. And and it never hurts to ask the old guys. I mean, I can remember when I was 15, 16, I was totally running the tune shop, uh, tuning all my own stuff, totally illegal, not supposed to be touching industrial level machinery and chemicals like that. But I learned a lot. I learned how to tune. I learned what structure was. I learned how to do an edge waxing, scraping, you know, like how to, how to pull screws out of broken inserts, how to fix broken bindings, all that stuff. And from there, that led me to learning more about boot fitting. And I learned a lot through boot fitting over the years. And that led to the boot fitting one-on-one series. Like where I'm at today is because I actually started in a ski check tent at holiday Valley. So as part of the rental shop, but I worked in the basket check and the ski check. And all I do is just take people's skis, give them a ticket, take their ticket, give them their skis. And that's what I did. And then I'm from there that allowed me to introduce me to the guys to the high performance shop. I learned how to tune from there. I went and worked in the boot uh, distribution section of the rental shop where you'd give out people's boots. And I learned how to repair all that stuff. And then I went to the rental shop and then by the end of it, I had enough experience, but I had to wait for someone to basically die in the high performance shop to get in. So I left there from the resort, got a job working in a shop, became a manager of a shop, uh, ran the whole shop and basically was doing the boot fitting, doing all that stuff, taking classes and you can work your way up in there. You won't make a lot of money at the start, but if you find your niche, you can really actually make money. I mean, so when I was 20, when I was about 24, 25, I was working at a shop here in Silverthorne called Mountain Sports Outlet. It was Vale owned, but it was only like a 49% ownership, but they hired me on to be the backup boot fitter. So we had a guy named Craig Hartzler who I learned a lot from, and uh, it was funny, flat top. He didn't like me at first because he thought I was trying to take his job, but then he realized I knew what I was doing. And I was just like, oh, hey, Craig, how do I do this? You know? And he was like, oh, you're making my life easier. And I was like, that's what I'm here for. And so I started out just doing ski, selling skis and, uh, which was hilarious. Cause I just lie to people <laughs> and sell them skis, but, uh, I would do all the ski boot fitting and mounting and stuff. 
And then I took that to snowboarding and I ended up working downstairs in the snowboard section, which is where I wanted to be. Then I got fired from there. Then I managed to shop. And then the uh, owner's daughter did a whole bunch of pills and basically went bankrupt and <laughs> kind of bounced around. And, you know, I was doing the angry snowboarder thing on the side, but I was treating it like a full-time job and I invested in it. And here I am today. And because of like the progression of everything, I've been able to get myself to a position where I live in one of the most expensive zip codes in the state of Colorado. I live in the most expensive neighborhood in the town of Breckenridge. I run a business. I snowboard 150 days a year. I give advice. I'm seen by millions of people worldwide and I've made an impact inside snowboarding. And that's, you can, you can do that. I came from a town of a population of 243 people. There was more cows than people. My graduating class, if we hadn't merged schools my senior year, would have been the biggest graduating class in 20 or 30 years with only 63 kids. I had gone to school with those kids from preschool to graduation. So it was something like, I think, almost 15 years that I'd been with the same group of people in there. And when I graduated, I can remember certain teachers, people would ask me, they go, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I'm going to go snowboard. And they go, oh, that's not a career. You can't do this. You're going to amount to shit. And I was told I would never amount to anything. And through all that, I was able to do a website. I've been published in magazines. I've been interviewed. I mean, I got interviewed for Fox News like two Olympics ago about the Burton uniforms. And that article was seen by millions of people. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like the stuff that I've been able to do and get there and the things I've been able to see and the people I've gotten to meet my heroes, people I've looked up to, uh, have become my friends. Um, like today, one of the, one of the high points of my frigging absolute life, uh, came from Kevin Jones, professional snowboarder rides for capita, but, um, let's see, where is it? Yeah. Uh, he just responded. He's like, he's like, he's just like, ha ha ha. My favorite feed by a long shot. This is a dude. I had every poster. I saw every video part. I had his pro model boots, his pro model bindings. You know, I had everything, um, idolized him. And he's telling me he's finding me hilarious and loves what I'm doing. And that's, that's what you can do being 15. You can work your way up to that. And, you know, but you've got to stay humble and you've got to stay real. And, you know, I see people that come up and they want to be that influencer and do something in snowboarding and they just sell out for whatever fucking company comes. And it's like, they're not fucking real. They're fake fucking people. Don't be fake, man. Just be real. You're going to burn some bridges with people, but you know what? Everyone says, don't burn bridges. I say the opposite. Sometimes you got to burn a bridge so that it lights your way. Use those fires to make sure that you blaze your path. Like, and trust me, I took the road less traveled. I took the road horribly less traveled. I wouldn't want anyone to go through some of the shit I did. But, you know, it can get you there. And believe me, you're, you're going to want to quit at times, too. So quit for a day or two, but come back. But always remind yourself, man, at the end of the day, what do you love? Do you love snowboarding? Do you want this to be your life? Can it, can it lead to stuff? Yeah. And remember, snowboarding knows you nothing. You owe everything. If you go into it with that mindset, like, how can I constantly give back? You'll get further ahead. And I, I hope that that sincerely hits you at 15. I wish I'd had someone like me to look up to. Instead, I had a bunch of degenerate alcoholics that just wanted me to drink 40 ounces and pick fights with townies because <laughs> or with college kids, depending where we were. So um, it was always funny. But yeah, um, and just, you know, see the bigger picture, man. OK, so. 
Okay. Sheldon Krieger, do you remember when I had you super shop for my underwear? I'm surprised you didn't ban me. Hey, man. Personal shopper. Sometimes you need an air blaster ninja suit. Sometimes you need thermals. Sometimes you need skivvies. We got you. Support the Shred Foundation, shredfoundation.org. They're doing great things, creating future generation of snowboarders. Uh. Igor K, ye Americans and discount. In Europe would be like, fuck you, this is the price. Pay or go away. <laughs> Spin for someone else. Okay. Uh. All right. Let's see. Gabriel Ramos, Darkside said ride is lame since it's a skier company. What are your thoughts? They can think whatever they want. They also make really good product. Ride's been around since 1994. K2 has been supporting snowboarding since 1987. And Ride owns, K2 owns Ride. So let's be real here. They actually do a lot and actually give back on there. It's better than fucking picking up some new brand like Clue that's never given shit back to snowboarding or someone like Giltson fucking douche canoe companies out there so yeah anyways you're getting this spin from Igor. So. all right next on super chat gets a spin let's find another question here swires angry video game nerd was one of the og youtubers why do i get a timeout if i ask if his name inspired me you do not get a timeout because james rolf did inspire me I have loved the Angry Video Game Nerd from before he was even on YouTube when you used to have to download his videos off Cinemassacre.com. Unfortunately, he's pretty much sold out to Screenwave Media right now, and those guys do not know how to write for the character because, let's be real, the real Angry Video Game Nerd was Mike Matei. Ha! Huh, nerd facts. Didn't know that I knew all that, did you? Boom. Yes. But yes, James Rolfe, Mike Matei definitely had an inspiration in me for how I am, but... Uh, unlike them having a character this is just me I'm, I'm just pissed off so yeah there you go bud toe side powder boners everyone get one uh, ng i want a pow can do everything board stuck between the dance hall and the k2 party platter dance hall it's a little more versatile for pow uh, uh ryan gwynn what snowboard do you find yourself ride the most my tell us mike ranquit because i'm testing bindings on it that's my binding testing board this year i'll retire it at the end of the season and give that to my friend kobe um okay uh let's see trying to catch up here i think i answered that one Tyler Kim, slush slasher size four, 180 pound and size nine boot. Get the 147. Okay. Panda 808, have you tried the new T-Rise Pro? Any opinion? Nothing has changed since the last time I wrote it. Go check out that review. All right. Oh, let's see. All right. Uh, let's see. Joe X. Uh, 
Got any good recommendations for stretching? Uh, so hop on Instagram and find Mobility Duo. It's this couple. They do a lot of stretching, but they're snowboard-based stretches. Uh, they also offer classes and stuff. Those guys are really good for flexibility, though. So it's Mobility Duo, at Mobility Duo. 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 So check those guys out. Uh, smash the like button, people. Okay, super dummy. Uh, any recommendations for an intermediate level rider? Playful all mountain free ride for my girlfriend. Yes, hell yes. Captain Paradise and Battalion feel good options. Uh, you're looking for more playful. You probably want to go with the Capita Paradise or the Battalion feel good. The hell yes will be a little bit stiffer um, there. So, okay. Johnny Crook, suggestions for non Mervin decks that rode similar to the LibTech BRD and have a centered base. Uh, so the Nitro Mountain is kind of similar to that. Uh, same thing with the Super Team, but I think the Nitro Mountain would be very close to that. Uh, the, let's see, to an extent, the Jones flagship. Uh, the Ride Wildlife, although it's stiffer, I think it's, I think it's noticeably stiffer than that. Um, those would be three that I would definitely look at. Uh, pray to the altar of snowboarding, people. All right. Okay, S2000 guy. Based on current year models, if you had to ride only one board for the year... And it had to be volume shift. Oh, what would it be and why? I just get another Telos backslash because I know exactly how it's going to ride. It's predictable. I can do everything I want on it. And boom, I'm good to go. Uh, all right. Okay. Chris Anderson, where can I send good gear to benefit kids that need help? $3 for honesty, $3 for product knowledge, and $3 to screw <laughs> never summer. $9 total. Um, okay, so two charities that I would recommend are shredfoundation.org or Hoods to Woods. They're both out of New York, New York State. Um, Shred Foundation has a different programming. Theirs is all like fear, fail, flow. They're definitely building next generation snowboarders and teaching them careers and stuff. That's why I kind of back them more. But I, I do know Brian Decca, pow, pow. Uh, the founder of Hoods to Woods, and he's taken him from the inner city of New York City. And, he, you know, this is different experiences from as someone that is a New Yorker, even though I grew up on the western side of it out in rural. I, I love programs like this, but those are the two charities that I really believe in right now. So I would reach out to them, try to get an address, see if you can send some stuff there. Okay, uh, let's see. I think we're finally catching up. Not too far behind. I'm trying here. I'm trying here. Okay. Uh, we got Brandon Sawada. I appreciate you answering my boot question. Keep up the stoke, man. What do you think about canting now bindings using different bushings on the inside and outside? Go do it. Go play with it, man. Like put soft on the inside, put stiff on the outside, put soft on the outside, stiff on the inside. Play around with it, man. You got the options. I, like This is one of the things that I loved for the generation that I grew up in. We used to customize bindings, do whatever we could. I used to, like, I'd have, like, Drake F60s and Matrixes melded, sometimes with Tech 9 straps on them and shit. Like, 
go out and DIY stuff, like experiment with your gear, figure things out, think outside the box. It's creative thinking. It's great for your brain. It makes you a better person. It's just such a good thing. Go, go do it, man. Like everyone should go do it, you know? Fire cures all. Ronald Newman, can you explain the benefits of Burton Mystery Boards versus Standard or other companies? Status. Status or stiffness. That's that's basically it. Okay. All right. No, that's a dumb question. Let's see. Francois Seguin, any chance you'll have a review on the Flow Fuse Carbon this year? Remind Insole are amazing. I bought a pair because of you and I don't regret it one bit. No. Uh, literally, I'm going to ride the 176 Nitro Quiver Cannon tomorrow or Monday, probably tomorrow. I just want to get it done so I can just start riding my own shit for a couple weeks before the 2023 stuff starts rolling in. But um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty much done. Like, unless something magically shows up and I have to ride it, I'm not riding it. So that's kind of where I'm at. But shout out to Remind Insoles. I've been using these for 10 years. They are the best insoles I've ever personally used. I give them my glowing recommendation. And I've had custom insoles. I think they work, but they're not for everyone. Uh, also, eat your muscle cheese, everybody. Okay. Uh Robert Mills, if you only got to punch one of them in the face, would you choose Buckhouse or Kevin? I'd line them up so that I could get two faces with one fist. <laughs> okay. All right, Kenneth Ford, uh, what are your thoughts on the Slush Slasher as a party, pow board? Just want something different from when I'm just out riding with friends or we get a bunch of snow. It does have limitations. you got to understand that. So once you do, it changes your riding style. But I think for low angle pow, it's great. Spring Slush, it's great. For party board laps, it's great. I mean, if you're trying to ride park and party board, that tail's a little limit limiting on it. Makes you think, uh, rethink how you approach things. But yeah. Okay. Tyler Wilbers, when looking to get more response out of a stiff board, do you first go with stiffer bindings or stiffer boots? Um, well, I ride a stiff boot to begin with, and I've always ridden like a mid-flexing or softer binding because that's just the way I like it. But I'd go with a stiffer binding. So you go so it'd go stiff board, stiff binding, then you go to the stiff boot because the stiff binding can compensate for it for a softer boot. So that's the way I'd look at it. Let's see. Steve McConnell. I love the old K2 happy hour 2013 to 14 and they don't make them anymore. Any boards that you think are the most similar? Uh, Dinosaurs will die wizard stick. That, that sticks out right away in that uh, 
to an extent. Even the Rome uh, party mod is kind of very similar to that as well. Eldo Argument, does anyone use a lock for their snowboard at the resort? Uh, I take two boards with me when I'm testing. I have a morning board, afternoon board. So I always lock one on the rack and then I go up and ride. Uh, it's a great way to just deter people. I've literally had like come back and been unlocking my board and people are like, did you see my board? And I was like, no, I've fucking, I've been out riding for the last two hours, three hours. I'm swapping boards. And they're like, well, I put it right next to yours and now it's gone. Well, why didn't they take yours? And I was like, cause I fucking have a cable lock. It's a piece of shit. It's a four digit combination lock, but it deters people. They don't want to fuck with it. You know? So yeah. Uh, plus they only cost like 15 bucks. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Between the bars, where are Roman battalion snowboards being built these days? Can you do and explain that rounds up which factories everything is coming out of these days? Just curious as there's no little, they're coming out of SWS in Dubai. So they make Jones. Yes. Battalion Rome and then uh, Arbor and a whole shitload of wakeboards and stuff. It puts it centrally located so if you actually like think about where Dubai is, so for raw materials and global distribution, because we have to look at things in a global distribution type of thing, it actually centrally locates them. So they're there. SWS makes some really good stuff. Their stuff is a lot better quality than some of the other factories that they've come out of in the past. Okay. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Okay, uh, let's see. Trying to catch up here, trying to catch up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Igor K for people with US 11 boots Solomon dialogue pretty much low cut what should we aim for regarding snowboard width I want to get a um, Solomon Super 8 with 2600 uh, 260 so that's a 26 you're fine stop looking at the waist width and start looking at the tip and tail width or if a company like Nidecker or Marhar where they actually put the width at the fucking inserts that's the big one that's really important and so many people are like, oh, the waist is too narrow. And I was like, fuck, did you see the tip and tail width? It's like, take the tip width, subtract the waist width, divide that number by two, add that number back to the waist width, and roughly not accounting for the radius of the side cut, that's how wide it is at the inserts. Like, Jesus. Uh... Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Petch Grind. Hey, I'm riding some stiffer boots, but at the end of a 
of a run. My feet tend to be on fire. Not numb, but I feel like my arches are just destroyed. Any suggestions? Get some fucking arch support, dude. You're probably running stock insoles, so your arch is actually collapsing. You're pushing into it, and it's just going like this. So what it's doing is that metatarsal arch is not getting the support it needs, so it's just inflaming itself. You're damaging your feet, man. Uh, okay. Dennis Pelletier, 64250, primarily Vermont, and one week trip out west each year. Got a 65 wide Jones Ultra Mountain Twin for daily driver and a 59 Orca for tight trees. Thoughts? I may be big for the Orca. Impulse by three years ago. No, the 59 is perfect for you at 250 because, like, like the 56 is still big at someone that, in my opinion, that's 225. So I think you're fine with that. I think you, you, you've got your bases covered with both of them. So fuck it. Who cares what I say? If you're having fun, go do it. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think we're catching up on questions. Finally. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is actually really funny from Dead Rambo 75. Mr. Hey, angry is a freaking robot. No way a human can absorb so much data. If Jeopardy had a snowboard edition, Avon would rule. This is after 23 concussions. You have to take that into account. 23 concussions. I was a lot smarter before I got con like when I was like, like 10 concussions. So this also hindsight, I really wish I'd gone on Teen Jeopardy. Unfortunately, that money could only be used to go to college, which was bullshit. And that's why I didn't do it. I also tried to get on Rock and Roll Jeopardy, but the teen edition that once again, that money had to go for my college education. I was like, I'm not going to fucking college. I'm going snowboarding. Give me the money so I can go fucking make a down payment on an apartment out West and fucking ride. But bullshit. But yeah, uh, my brain's full of stupid, useless knowledge. I have a uh, photo and audiographic memory. So uh, it's getting worse. Um, and a lot of that is because I have two holes in my brain we discovered with an MRI that I got this summer. And I have an underdeveloped uh, uh, prefrontal cortex because I have a dent in my forehead because from my first concussion when I was three, because I got smashed in the head with a baseball bat by a 12 year old. So there's actually a dent in my forehead and it's putting pressure on it. That's also, uh, that also houses the anger emotion and why I freak out a lot. So yeah, just a little known fact, but yeah, head injuries, not cool. Wear a helmet. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Ninja Bick, is the Party Wave Plus worth the extra American shekels over the regular version? Well, according to some people, it's faster because it's got a centered base. Just get the fucking thing structured. I know it sucks. You have to find a shop that's willing to pull their feed wheel off and understands how to feed it through three different times to put structure on it. It's fine. Do I think it's worth it? Honestly, not really, unless you need it like slightly stiffer. Okay. Josh Blaustein, currently on a 2012 Rome Garage Rocker. What's the upgrade to that? Mainly East Coast, a lot of ice. If you're looking for better edge control and you're coming off of a garage rocker, you probably want to go. I would bump up to like a GNU headspace. I think that would change your whole perception of how boards ride. 
and it'll give you that magnet traction. You could do a rosinal jib saw, which would have a slight increase in flex. So it'd be a little stiffer, but not as much as that GNU headspace. But it, once again, magnet traction, that's going to give you contact points. Or you could even do like an arbor element that will give you better edge hold as well and incrementally move you up. I mean, you're coming off of a 12-year-old Rome garage rocker. It's probably clapped out at this point. So moving up to something like that, it's going to be a lot better. Uh, okay, Jay Garrisick, 07. How would you say the Stratus would pair with uh, the GNU Rider's Choice C3? They're going to be a little lateral flexing, a little too much lateral flexing to match the camber profile and the tip and tail flex of that board. So you're not going to get as much drive out of it. If that's what you're going for, you like, you want it to be a little softer and surfier, you could do that. I think honestly, like it'll work, but there's better bindings that would fit that board. Um, well, Max, are the high-end spring brake boards worth it, or should I just get a powder racer? Only you can decide if they're worth it. I'm, I, I mean, if you're like going for something that's like kind of an art piece, but still a cool snowboard, and you're going to ride it, and then you're going to wall mount it when you're done with it, because they are limited run, that's cool. If you're like looking for something that's more general use, yeah, just get the fucking powder racer. It's going to be solid. So... Uh, yeah, Steve McConnell, the GNU Gremlin seems to be so hard to control the trees. Any boards you think will be easier to maneuver, but still firm enough to charge pretty hard. So it's the torsional flex that's killing you on that thing. That's, that's realistically what it is. So if you get anything with more torsional flex in there, that's volume shifted, you're still going to be able to charge. You're just going to be able to, when you're on edge, you're going to be able to manipulate with ankle steering a little bit more, um, you know, this is where the, the difference between the uh, the Orca and the Gremlin really is. So you might just need an Orca, in all honesty. That that might be what the difference is there. Super Pig, to an extent, would do that. Uh, the Nitro Fin Twin kind of comes to mind as being another one. Um, you know, the special effects from K2, to an extent, does have a 3d shaping in there so it's going to funnel pow a little bit better as well so those are all possible options for you uh. all right um Pine Fenario. Hey man, how often should I buy a new board? As often as you fucking want. You want to buy a new board every day? Go buy a new board every day. You want to ride something into the ground till it's completely clapped out and been passed around more than your sister at prom? Fucking do it, man. It's it's your money. You decide. Okay. Uh, let's see. Following up on Steve McConnell's question, do you think the Jones Stratus or the Rome Ravine would be easier then the gremlin, love your shit, man. Thanks for answering all my questions. Yeah, either of those will be the uh, ravine, definitely. Actually, just go to the ravine. Fuck it. And if you think that's going to be too soft, just grab the select. It'll still have more torsional flex than the, the than your gremlin. You're good to go. Uh, anyways, guys, been here for over two hours. I think I'm going to call it a night. I need to get some food in me because like my blood sugar is getting goddamn low. Uh, anyways, Austin Nelson, Jack Ripper, you guys won some prizes for me. So make sure you email me info at angry snowboarders. So I can get those in the mail, uh, swing over to angry store.com. If you're looking for personal advice and you want to hire me, it's right there. It's your angry personal sh Sherpa shopper. I can do that for you right there. I also have a link for it down in the description. 
Uh, remember, watch Top Fives. It's the weekly Top Five show. You know you love it. Uh, yeah, check the reviews, stuff like that. I got some other projects we're going to be working on here shortly, and uh, we'll just go from there. But, yeah, uh, remember, guys, try to give back to snowboarding. Like, I want you all to think about what you can do this week to give back to someone in snowboarding, whether you're giving away old gear, you're giving someone a little pointer, a lesson, something like that. You're supporting in some way, shape or form, figure out how you can give back to snowboarding this week. That's kind of your like thing. Also, don't forget to check out the mystery link of the week down in the description. I forgot to hype that as well. So there's that. And uh, also fuckbackcountry.com Cause they're screwing me over on commissions and a whole bunch of other people on the affiliate network. So don't buy anything from them. Shop at Evo. If you are shopping through the affiliates or Moose Jaw or Christie Sports or something like that, but basically fuck fuckbackcountry.com right now. We're all dealing with some bullshit, shisty shit on their end. But what would you expect from a company that tried to trademark the word backcountry and then shut down everyone that used it in their name? So fuck them. Anyways, guys, if you're new here, remember to subscribe, click the bell, get those notifications. That way you're not going to miss any of the videos we got coming out for all you snowboarders of the internet. And if you really like what we're doing over here and you want to support us further, swing on over to Angry Snowboarder VIP. It helps fund all the cool projects like me destroying these pants and shit for you guys. I do it for you guys. So anyways, been your host, David Lefebvre, and I'll see you in another video.